humans, it's Shafia. And it's Veronica. And welcome to Behind the Mic. Join us behind the mic every Wednesday to talk about everything from pop culture to lifestyle. And who knows, we might have a few special guests along the way. Ciao. So something that we like to do here on the podcast with the start of every single episode is talk about some highs and lows of the day, week, month, shit, even life whatever it brings but for this episode we're gonna spice it up because it's the season finale so we're gonna do highs and lows of the season <laughs> i don't it's okay what y- you go you go first what are some highs and lows of the season for you okay i feel like my favorite episode was probably i think the guest episode with amira sabrina and jordan <laughs> yeah um just I because that's agree. like our everyday crew like yeah i feel like even after that episode we got even closer Mm -hmm. um uh so i feel like yeah that's like i don't know like definitely next season i feel like there'll be a more in-depth episode hopefully Mm -hmm. with them on individual episodes um i don't know if i'm teasing at something but Mm -hmm. i think that was one of my favorites um probably my least favorite um i think I don't have a least favorite. I think I like every single one we put out. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I think I was more anxious for the first, like, the, not even the pilot episode. Like, the one after the pilot episode. Because I feel like we got so much love and praise from the first one. Yeah. The second one was kind of like, what are people going to think? It's kind of like, you know, like, breakout artists when they release, like, their first single and it's yeah. so famous. And you're just like, okay, like, now I got to do, do, do even better. Like, now I got to do even better. Like, even with our Spotify raps, because we also have Spotify raps as podcast. <laughs> just so cute and it feels yeah. so official. Our most played episode was the pilot. And mm-hmm. it's kind of just like... We're kind of like, okay, like, you know, like, with every season we get a chance at a new pilot, and it's just kind of like, whoo, like, what is, like, what do you, like, what other vibes do we want? Because, like, I feel like the pilot episode, it's been a really long time since I listened to the pilot episode, but I feel like that just really put into perspective about the things that we're going to be talking about on the podcast and, like, the vibe of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I feel like my high of the podcast is just having – people in our lives like talk to us about the podcast or people like actually like mentioning it right or people like personally like dming us and asking us like oh like what do y'all think about this like y'all should talk about this on the pod and stuff like that and it was just beautiful that you guys like trust us and our platform to talk about those types of things on here Mm -hmm. because i feel like especially with this type of podcast it's a lot of it is it's like meant to be kind of like a personal college gal diary mm-hmm. or whatever type thing and obviously like with a little mix of like pop culture because that's also what happens in our lives like that's the type of media that we consume mm-hmm. and i feel like everything was just so great and i feel like the lows of this uh, of the season and just in general is like having a podcast is a lot of work on like behind the scenes like finding a way to get out here every day and get like the j school is like a good like 20 minute walk away from me and jk's dorm so it's kind of just like you know finding the energy to record in the day i'm a busy person jk is a busy person we're both busy people finding time jk finding time to sit down and edit the uh, the episodes after we're done recording them because y'all trust 
there's a lot of cutting that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes to make sure. Save our career. Yeah, that, yep, that <laughs> make sure we can have a career after this shit. Um, because don't get me wrong, I would love to be a podcaster for life, but that's not the plan. <laughs> um, but there's like a lot of cutting that goes on behind the scenes, so it's kind of just like just like going through that process. Like that's a lot of behind the scenes work, and also like just we're still in college, so like midterms, finals, projects, especially with projects, that's like a bigger, that's a big thing too. So it's kind of just like a lot of the times like we could have had so much more episodes out but we just couldn't because we either didn't have the time to get out here we didn't have the time to release them on time because we were also busy and it's kind of just like we just we had a we had a plan Mm -hmm. and then reality hit us and the plan kind of got altered you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. very much you you come in with, like, okay, we're going to be releasing an episode every single week, this time, this day, strict as fuck, da 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 We make ourselves promises, and then once we bump into a hurdle, we're like, okay, maybe we can, like, you know, break the rule for now. Yeah. And then you get what happened <laughs> to us, like, last week where we don't release the episode for, like, two weeks. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, like, the people who really are, like, ride and dying and really listening and really, like, interacting, like, y'all are wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Beautiful people. The people who had us on their Spotify raps, you are the ones. That was kind of surreal. Though. I know. That was so crazy because we were looking at Sabrina's story and, like, her podcast thing popped up. And Sabrina, like, she pretty much listens to, like, pretty, like, the f- like frequently the same podcast. Like, she's one of them where she's, like, she loves podcasts, but she loves podcasts about specific things. Mm-hmm. And to see us on her Spotify wrapped was, I, I felt special because I was like, oh, my God, like, she listens to us in rotation. Because you have to listen to somebody pretty consistently to be on, on the wrapped, on yeah. the wrapped bitch. Mm-hmm. And we was on the wrapped. And I was like, no, this is real. This is so real. <laughs> and then I just remember this is one time I was listening to the pod at my house. Um before I was going to take a shower because I don't listen to the cut version until y'all listen to the cut version. So that's kind of one of those things where I'm like, okay, like I got to listen to it too and yada, yada, yada. And that also gives me like the feeling of, I still love podcasts and stuff like that. And that gives me a feeling of, oh yeah, like I'm listening to the podcast and you know, like I get to hear about the things that we talked about, even the things that I don't remember an altered version because you know, cuts and stuff. And like, I definitely remember my mom came in one time and she was like listening and she was like, is that you talking? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, me and my friend, we just do it for, like, you know, fun and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, okay. And y'all, like, my mom has, like, a pretty, like, pretty heavy accent. So, like, when she said that's cute, I was just like, I don't know. You're trying to be funny. Or you mean it. But, like, hearing that, I was just like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like, my voice is on, like, the internet. Like, ugh. When this is, like... I don't know when, you know, the finale finale will be, but, like, I don't know, like, thinking about, like, what if your kids find this, like... Yes, and that's, like, something that I think about pretty frequently, like... I might, like, go and wipe all these episodes off the internet. (laughs) I don't know, maybe, that depends. Um, Because it's just kind of one of those things where it's, like... Well, maybe I might keep it on the internet just so they know that, you know, I wasn't, you know, boring in college, I guess. But doing this has kind of made it, made college a bit, like, easier because it's, like, you're documenting it, you're talking about it. Mm -hmm. You don't feel crazy because, like, obviously the people who do interact with our stuff, like, they literally talk about, like, bro, felt that shit, real as fuck. You know, like, it's not just us laughing with each other, it's y'all laughing with us. 
and stuff like that. And it's great because then you have people who are like, oh, yeah, like I want to come on the pod and I want to speak and da 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 da. And I love that because the one thing that you don't want your podcast space to feel like is you don't want it to feel judgmental or you don't want it to feel mm-hmm. where so if you don't come on and you're not the smartest one in the room like you shouldn't be on and that's definitely not the energy that we want to give like we try to make our guests as comfortable as possible and it's just kind of like there are some people who talk about that they want to come back and the fact that they want to come back really shows how much you guys and we make it a comfortable space for them to come back and speak and I just love it because no matter how hard the background and Because, you know, life happens. And, shit, when life happens, I'm sorry, y'all, I got to put me first. Mm. Shit, like, that's just the truth. But at the end of the day, like, knowing that, you know, there's still, like, an audience out there waiting for us and listening. Like, I remember, like, there'd be days where we would miss a Wednesday and people would be like, damn, like, I was looking forward to the pod this morning. (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, But we're trying to figure out, like, ways to, I would say, build, like, a more solitude plan you know just in case like you know we can't we know we're not gonna make it for a week's episode we could probably make another one in advance mm-hmm. we're changing up we're, we're revamping a lot of stuff for season two new intro outro music new shit Shh. a couple of new things that'll that'll change um gotta tune in yeah gotta tune in um yeah like it, it's just it's been a crazy crazy first couple of months from August to now, damn, was it August or September? I, I think, think it was September. September. From September to now, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a kooky, kooky, crazy three months. Yeah. But we got through it. We got to the wraps. Like we got to the wrapped, and it just, it just feels great. Like we talked about a lot of things. We didn't get a chance to touch on a lot of things because. We really also, with being like a lifestyle and pop culture um, and a social genre podcast, there's only so much that we could talk about. And I know that there are a lot of things that some people were waiting us to speak about, whether that be the multiple genocides that are going on throughout the world or whether that be more conflict in the celebrity world, that we couldn't really have time to kind of touch on it because especially when it comes to like the genocide stuff you can't just come on a platform and, and, and speak on it yeah, that's without any I will say knowledge like, we've discussed it but it hasn't been recorded and i feel like i know we do have a podcast and i think that could be expected since we do have a podcast mm-hmm. but we've had conversations about uh, the genocides happening and we posted yeah resources and stuff on our stories yeah. and talked and about you know our separate, you know, Views. ways of boycotting and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's so kind of just like we've done stuff in our personal lives, but. So yeah, we just haven't discussed it. On the mm-hmm. And especially because it's also been like now. W- there was like at some point in time where I realized like, oh, shit, we do have like a, a public platform. Ah, crazy. Mm-hmm. But also it's kind of just one of those things where it's like we're more prominent on our separate social medias. So. That's how we decided to, you know, like contribute awareness. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. That's how we decided to contribute awareness and educate people and stuff like that. And also, like I tell you all all the time, like you have to do the work on your own first before you can come together as a collective to make it work. And Jakea and I, along with a, a lot of our friends, are 
doing that collectivism work on our own before we come together and kind of do the thing. It's, I understand, you know, a boycott takes a whole group, but it takes one person to ruin the boycott for it to kind of be a little bit useless. So it's kind of just like we, we've had this conversation behind closed doors. We've talked about it. We've discussed it. We've thought about how we're going to bring it to the podcast. And we decided to kind of separate the two because we realized that we would do more impact speaking on it separately on our platforms that some of you guys that some of you guys follow because you know we literally shamelessly plug our platform every single episode so if you're not following us individually like what are you doing exactly be better but yeah like we've had the conversation behind closed doors and if you don't know what's going on in the world right now you shouldn't be relying on two teenage girls to tell you and let you know why you should be boycotting a lot of corporate American businesses and other things of that nature. Because if you are relying on us for your news and information, y'all, that's kind of sad. That's one. Two, girl, I am not CNN. (laughs) I'm not CNN. And also it's kind of just like you should – we talk about this all the time. You should be finding other resources to kind of educate yourself Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, when you don't have one resource, you should always have a backup. But yeah. So with the season coming to an end, you know, we'll do our final run through schedule of our topics of the day. So our lifestyle topic for today is high school you versus college you. (laughs) JK just made the biggest face. <laughs> JK, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. High school me was very... Ugh. Like, I'm making so many faces you guys can't see. It was <laughs> traumatic, but also fun, but also the scariest time of my life and also the best time of my life. Um, College me, I feel like the growing I didn't do in high school, I did this... <laughs> fucking semester (laughs) like it's the fact that it's only been a semester like a matter of like months and I feel like I've changed so much from like high school me it was this girl one of like a girl I went to freshman year with at Benson um she I let her into my spam I don't I don't know why I said it like that but Mm -hmm. I accepted her into my spam and I guess she's seen my my spam pictures um I very yeah, 18 plus. Whoa, whoa. I'm not an OnlyFans gal, but... I was going to say, don't say it like that. <laughs> don't say it like that. Don't say it like they're, that. Don't say it like that. They're a little explicit what I wouldn't post. Like, what I wouldn't want my... I mean, actually, I wouldn't care if my mom seen them. But... They're very, like, like really personal. Like, day-to-day. Yeah. Like, like, in the life. Yeah, like, if you know me, you'd be like... You would get the story behind the picture. And, like, it's just some things I don't want people to see when they first go to my page. Whatever spam we all have them if you don't that's fine whatever and she texted me she's like what happened to you and i was like um what you mean she's like you are like not the same person and i was like i know i know like life hit me like a ton of breaks um but i i will say that i think i've grown like in a positive manner Mm -hmm. um literally in like four months but um yeah, high school me was very, the beginning of high school, I was, like, the happiest person to ever set foot, like, on planet Earth. And then sophomore and junior year, I was the most depressed person on planet Earth. Um, 
and honestly the thing is though but like during that time i don't think a lot of people knew to be honest with you like i was very good at like keeping it to myself and hiding it to where like because i hate when people ask me oh are you okay or how's this or whatever because bitch what if i say no yeah and it's like then what (laughs) and then it's like you're in my business and then like it's like i was crying out for help but i didn't want anyone to honestly help me because i was like i I always have this thing like i can help myself Mm -hmm. and like i'm i i do think that uh my senior year kind of helped me um so yeah senior year i was was gonna say is a lot better um and then yeah i feel like i've been maturing a little bit but i feel like i've been growing more than anything like mentally and emotionally I love that. Yeah. Well, I, think I just yapped. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, girl, I be yapping every single episode, so trust, it's not the half of it. But I feel like high school me, it was a slow but sure race. Like I feel like <sighs> freshman year was very. I would say freshman year of high school me compared to freshman year of college me we are two totally different people yeah if if freshman me seen freshman me now she'd be like (gasps) for real like oh my god like Like, we're i'd be scared to talk to me yeah like we're two totally different people and a lot of it was just like obviously like when you're in high school and I went to a predominantly black high school. So when you're in high school and, you know, you're at that age, you're a teenage gal, you're slowly going through the adultification process and stuff like that. So you want to look good and your correlation between looking good is dressing up, you know, like older than your age. You know, like there are girls who are 15, 14, 15, dressing up like shit, like dressing up like they was damn near in their 20s i'm I'm gonna keep it a buck and it was kind of like one of those things where it's like my parents were not having it um so a lot of it was just kind of like you know how can i simulate that with what i got and a lot of it was i feel like my self-esteem was just kind of in the drain because i was so focused on being something that i wasn't Mm -hmm. and i was so focused on well how can i make myself feel better on the outside like i wasn't really worried about the inside i was worried about like I want to look better and I feel like if I look better it's going to make me feel better and I mean a lot of it was you know cool like it was happening and a lot of it kind of stemmed from like middle school was tough for me like middle school was hard rejection bullying <laughs> like bitch middle school was tough mm-hmm. so it's kind of just like when you you're trying to like you know it's one of those things where you're in a new place new setting new people you're trying to change your entire personality to adapt to that so it was kind of like I I was trying to be somebody who like I said I wasn't so a lot of it was okay like what can I do to make sure like people just you know like they they don't know who the old me was like how can I be different Mm -hmm. and it it went but then like I found my like my crowd of people and people who really you know liked me for my true personality like I found I found like comfort and peace in a lot of like older kids like seniors and stuff 
who really were like, you're good the way you are. Like, you're perfectly fine. Like, I met I met Mia my freshman year of high school, and she was a senior at that time, too. And it was kind of just like she would – her, um, her, our friend Tasia, like, they would just always – they would just always kind of, like, make it very clear, like, you got so much growing to do, you're a baby right now. And don't rush it. Like, don't let it be. And I feel like, specifically, Tasia, shout out to Tasia Broadway. Like, she was the one girl who I literally hugged in the middle of the street. <laughs> yes, bitch. She was the one who I hugged, like, in the middle of the fucking street, y'all. That's how, that's how much that, that's my girl right there. That's, like, literally, like, like my big sister. Like, literally, like, I think of her as, like, my big sister. And I kind of saw myself in her a little bit, and she just kind of had that conversation with me, like, you don't got to be like everybody else. Like, you are great as you because you're, you're you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed that pep talk because, like, like I said, freshman year me was, she was calling out for help every fucking day. But at the same time, she was declining it. So a lot of it was, I feel like a lot of people who I held near and dear in my heart, and I still do to this day, a lot of them really, like, they were secretly there for me. Little do they know. They were secretly there for me when I needed those types of pep talks. And I feel like once I had those pep talks, I really, really, like, started, like, accustoming myself to trying to become the same person I was. And then I went through a couple traumatic experiences and stuff like that. Excuse me. I went through a couple traumatic experiences and stuff like that where that kind of changed who I was. And um, I kind of started really focusing on myself and my own personal healing. And then, you know, I kind of just let the boy crazy thoughts go. And after that, like sophomore year, I was to myself. And then junior year, I was to myself. And then during the summer, that's when like, I started like trying the whole dating scene out again. And it worked out. And senior year... I was cuffed up. But I feel like senior year felt like the biggest breath of fresh air because everything was really going well for me. Like, a lot of stuff was going well for me. Like, my job was good. I had a relationship that was doing great. Um, I just, I like, my personal life was wonderful. My professional life was wonderful. My extracurricular life was wonderful. Like, a lot of the things that I, that freshman year wanted for myself, it was happening, and I was proud of myself. And then when graduation rolled around, I felt complete because I was like, I accomplished a lot of the things that I wanted for myself my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Like, very much like I had the moment, if freshman year me looked at myself, I... I, I could really see, like, a good improvement in myself because then I did one of those things my freshman year where I wrote a letter to my senior year self. Aww. And I read it, and when I read it, I was like, these are two different people. These are two totally different people. Like, her priorities and my priorities were very different. And when I read it, I was just kind of like, that, like, I felt, it, it felt a little warming, but I felt very sad for my freshman year self because her priorities weren't priorities that lined up with herself. Mm -hmm. They were priorities that involved other people and Mm -hmm. people who frankly aren't even in my life anymore very much to be Mm -hmm. clear. So a lot of it was just like you could tell the type of mental like state of mind that I was in my freshman year because a lot of it was I wasn't there weren't any goals for myself in the letter. There weren't any a lot of it was just like I hope you're loved by now. And it's kind of just, like, it was a really sad moment because, like, my, like, 
my little underclassman friend Lily gave me the letter to myself because my English, my freshman English teacher, she had all the letters and stuff. And by the time like she remembered to pass them out, like all the seniors were gone. So she was like finding ways to get it to us. And Lily was coming to my graduation party and she gave it to me and I read it to myself. And like, mind you, like my graduation party was like the most stressful day of my life in that season. So it was kind of just like, I'm like in a frantic and I'm reading this letter and it kind of like you would expect a feeling of relief after reading a letter like that because like this is a letter that's been marinating for three to four years so you're sitting here like this this pen ink ain't even fresh bitch you're you're, like it's very much like you're you're hoping for you know you're hoping that you've always been the way you are you've always been you've always like I was hoping that you know like when I read this letter, I can see, um, see myself now and myself back then. And a lot of it was, I didn't. And it was, it was like, I, you know, not gonna lie, I almost cried. Like, you know, mascara was almost running because like I was reading the letter and I just felt so sad for myself because it was just like, I was so young because I was like 15 at the time. So I was like, I was just so young, like just wanting something that I felt like I didn't deserve to have. And I could tell from like the language in the letter, like you just know yourself and you know the way you speak. So you know, like that's what that is. And just reading that letter, it was kind of just like, like I said, I keep saying like, I felt really bad for myself, but then at the same time, like I looked at my surroundings and like I said, I was at my graduation party. So I looked at all the people who showed up and I looked at the people who were, who brought me little things like gifts, like Jacob brought me flowers, Lily gave me like a $20 bill with a letter. Like I just thought about all my friends who showed up for me that day, despite all the things that they had going on and stuff like that. And just seeing all that stuff. And it, it made me like not only did it make me feel like oh my gosh like I'm loved but it also like made me look back at that letter like kind of like essentially like reflecting on freshman year me like like girl like you like you got what you wanted like you got what you wanted and you have it and stuff like that because like I feel like in my early years of high school I was doing a lot of giving and not a lot of receiving and it was just kind of like for the most part like a thank you would always be like enough for me but it would always be like a boneless ass thank you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like compared to me now, I, I feel like I'm a little bit more matured. I still go through semi the same things I go through that freshman year me to go through. But at the same time, like, you know, everybody wants to be loved. So I feel like a lot of the things that I go through on a day-to-day basis, I deal with it because I'm like, you know, I want to be loved and I know like a lot of people will say like you know you should love yourself first and you should give yourself that type of platform um before anything else but there's yes there's nothing like a love that you give yourself but there's also nothing like a love that other people give you you can appreciate yourself a lot but for me like I feel like where I feel true completion at is when people understand how hard I try Mm -hmm. to uphold them as an individual because, like, for a lot of people, they don't really have, like, the source of self-love. So it's kind of just, like, for me personally, I didn't fully recognize who I was as a person until somebody else told me, you need to look in the mirror and see how, like, good of a person you are and how, how much, like, a lot of people, like, need you and love you and care about you and care that you care about yourself type thing. So I feel like some people, I just feel like they need to understand that, when I love, I love hard, bitch. 
and a lot of it isn't just because like I'm being codependent or anything like that it's just that's how I reciprocate that feeling to myself that I know that I can I can emulate that love anywhere I want to and stuff like that and I feel like college me she's just so different she's just so different from me back in high school like physically mentally verbally like she's just so different because she's just become ultimately wiser bitch you know we I live we live in a completely different world from when we was in freshman year of high school to be frank yeah because like we lived like our freshman year of high school was pre-pandemic so like it was kind of just like everything was so different but like everything is kind of the same mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it like I feel like the pandemic changed the world's a lot different but. yeah like and I saw this like post on Twitter one time and they were like, just like imagine the world if we didn't go through a global pandemic. And I was like, I don't know how to imagine that. Like, I feel like the pandemic became our lives for so long. And then post pandemic, it was just kind of like, like, we're still having that conversation of, you know, the pandemic. So it's kind of just like, I, I just... I try my best to think about, okay, like, how was my life before the pandemic? And I just go blank because I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember because it just felt like the pandemic kind of just smack dabbed in the middle of my life. And that's so crazy. Like, thinking about that is kind of, like, making me feel a little unsettled because it's like I can't remember life before The the pandemic. And it's crazy because a pandemic wasn't even supposed to be happening in our lifetime. So it's kind of just like, mm, you know, that's already crazy within itself. But then it's also kind of just like to know like that there's like a possibility that there are going to be more pandemics happening in our lifetime. That's also kind of scary. And then it's just kind of like global warming is so real. Y'all, it's 50 degrees right now as we speak outside. Damn near almost 60. And it's in the middle of December. We're in Nebraska, bitch. I remember back in elementary school, it would it would be blizzarding outside by now. Yeah. Shit, like, by the time my birthday rolls around, like, I'd be sometimes planning outside activities on my birthday because it'd be that warm these days. And it's crazy. But at the end of the day, uh, 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 global warming is real. Yeah. No air quotes. But, yeah, um, for the viewers who are still in high school, I want you to know, High school is not permanent. High school is just a stepping stone to a higher you. And whatever you're going through right now, it's never permanent. It's never, there's no such thing as permanent in life. Everything is very much, everything's a transition period to another another era in your life. Mm -hmm. That's how I think about it. That's what makes me sleep at night better, knowing that, girl, this is not going to be me forever. Yeah. There's another me out there somewhere waiting to be reached, and I'm just slowly stepping up the stairs, trying to get to her so we can meet, and then we can go to the other me who's a little bit higher and a little bit higher. And if you don't reach her now, you'll reach her later. And if you don't reach her later, you'll keep on reaching her later. Simple as that. Or him. Or they. We're inclusive. Or what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... On to our pop culture topic of the day. Um, so a little background story. So this is, let me set the scene of the date. This was like about 
four days ago on a Thursday at approximately 11 a.m. I was just minding my business. And mind you guys, like at this time, like I don't have my 8 a.m.s anymore. And I like this was like after like I just came back from my math class or whatever, because, you know, like it was my last day in my math class and I get a ping on my phone. And it's an Instagram notification from at Ja'Kayla Shea on Instagram. And I was like, okay, you know, Ja'Kayla sends me a lot of reels, posts, and they're just to be, like, funny. A lot of them are usually just Jaden Smith, like, TikToks talking about some, can we please talk about the political <laughs> the world right now? Yes, and a lot of them are just that. So I was, like, expecting, like, I was already chuckling before I opened the thing because I'm like, oh, like she's about to, she's about to be another one of those because that's what she usually says to me on reels. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that. It was a clip of another podcast called. Oh, sorry y'all. <laughs> oh, sorry y'all. My laptop. She's she's having a moment. Shh, girl, shh, don't 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 say nothing. Don't say nothing. Not too much. Not a word. Um, but it was a podcast. It was a pod pod class. It was a podcast um clip from this podcast called After Zardy with Zion Views, with Zion's View or whatever. Um, it's just another pop culture slash commentary based podcast with this comedian named Zion, obviously. And it was. It was a clip, y'all. It was a clip. Like, I don't know if I should play. Should I play the clip on here? Like, just to, just so they know what yeah. the fuck we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, y'all. I like gay men mock black women. Like, you probably got like women. Let me just. Mock. I feel women mock the gay. Okay, wait. This is, like, the proper cut of the, <laughs> of the thing. Hold on. Like, gay men mock black women. Like, you probably got like women, women mock. Okay, just kidding. This is the proper cut. Men mock black women. Like, you probably got I feel like women mock. Women. I feel women mock the gays. I don't know. I'm like so down. Where do y'all think we get the influence from? Oh no, Ourself. We are the culture, period. They definitely are So your drip didn't come from like no woman influences? Absolutely not. Your drip didn't come from no woman influences? The boots, baby? Okay, so um, that was the clip. And I watched it. And it... Oh, damn, I'm so speechless. Um, I watched it, and I watched it again. Mm. And I watched it at least three times. And like I said, Ja'Kaya sent that to me at 11.07. And my first reaction was, I, um, in, in words. And my jaw kind of dropped a little bit but at the same time like I've heard comments like this before on other podcasts that I listen to and stuff like that because I do listen to like a couple of queer based podcasts and stuff like that but like a lot of them try to slyly put it in there but like this I've never heard it like outright like black women are mocking like gay men like we get the influence from them and this topic, I feel like, ugh, like, with this topic, it was very much like me and JK had to have a conversation, like, do we really want to talk about this or, you know, stuff like that and things of that nature. But it's it's kind of like. Yeah. 
it, it's a very I don't know I feel like as black women like as somebody who was brought up into the conversation like we can we can speak on it and how we feel about it and I guess I'll go first okay I feel like that oh god I don't know what to say oh god I don't know what to say I feel like oh god I feel like that was very exaggerated and I feel like <laughs> I feel like we get influence from each other. I feel like yeah. gay men may, I'm not saying all, but may get their influence from black women and I feel like some black men like get some influence from gay men. And so I don't know, I just feel like you literally sound like a black woman, but you don't get any influence, anything inspo. Fuck up. I don't even know, like, the most tiny... I'm not saying you want to be a black woman. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's not a bad... I get inspo from white women all the fucking time. And, like, women of different races. I just feel like being like, oh, no, they want to be us. And uh, we're the blueprint. Nobody gives a fuck about them. Is what I was, get, like, getting. Uh, um, okay. Uh, let me bring in my big dictionary words i feel like with the whole conversation of femininity femininity is also like traditionally aligned with women and i feel like with black women our specific femininity we've had to fight for it for a very very long time like the black woman like the black female aesthetic has had to be fought for for a very long time because for the longest we were not thought of as women pretty much like we weren't thought of as women we weren't thought of as soft and as graceful as the traditional white women we weren't thought about as that so a lot of it is like and this is stemming from slavery um jim crow very much like a lot of things and this is not just something that was perpetuated by white people this was also stuff perpetuated in the black community because a lot of you know very much a lot of men who are leading who were leading the revolution and the revolution and evolution of black people felt the same way about black women, specifically dark-skinned women. So it's just kind of like with that put into account and knowing how harmful it already is for black women in today's society when it comes to femininity, to say that, that's a little bit damaging because at the end of the day, Put, putting aside influence and putting aside what he said, I feel like at the end of the day, the fight to define what femininity is has been a fight that's been going on for so long. Because at the end of the day, um, the fight for women's rights was never for black women. It was never meant to be for black people in general. So it's kind of just like, that was already a hurdle. That was already a hurdle. Black women were forced to be abolitionists. We were forced to be, we were forced to fight for the collective before we fought for us. And after we fought for the collective, the collective didn't want to fight for us. So we had to fight for ourselves in other places. A lot of women came to, a lot of black women came to Susan B. Anthony and was saying, you know, I don't have any rights as a black person first so can we get that out the way and susan b anthony said no bitch you figure that out and that that's kind of always been the issue black women have always have to figure everything out for the collective first before we worried about ourselves so i feel like taking that into account and saying that black women get everything that we know the dressing the hairstyles 
whatever that encounters when it comes to culture saying that we got all that from gay men that's kind of like a spit in the face a little bit because at the end of the day many many black women have paved the way to to practically set an image of femininity for other black women I'm trying to think about what her name is Madam C.J. Walker. Hey, slay. Sorry, y'all. My, my laptop, she, she's speaking again. I know, girls. Okay. Um, Madam C.J. Walker is a very, 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 very prominent example. Very prominent example. Heavier set, dark-skinned woman living in the South, I believed, literally had to, to make her business out of nothing. Make her business out of nothing. And... She lost her marriage. She lost a lot of women closest to her just because she was trying to put other black women on type shit like that. And a lot of the things was she was trying to make something for the black community that wasn't being provided by the majority. She was making something for the minority that the majority would not even think to make for us. So it's kind of just like you have women like that in the culture. And then you have other women. If you want to go into like the modeling realm, you have the Naomi Campbells, the Tyra Banks, all of them paving the way for black women to be seen as respectable women on runway. Then you also have. Let me think about more. There's so many of them. You have just you. You have so many different black women that I can't even think off the top of my head who were paving the way in many different types of fields to give black people opportunity and specifically black women and women of color opportunity Mm -hmm. so much that their femininity was stripped away from them. And this is just further stripping black women of their femininity. Did that drop on your foot? Yes. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. But we live in a culture where if you're not a white woman, femininity is always quickly stripped from you because a lot of a lot of systems that in place has made us feel that femininity wasn't meant for anybody who wasn't white. And that goes for a lot of things. So it's kind of just like you as a black man saying that black women copy off of gay men specifically black gay men it's kind of unfortunate because a lot of there are a lot of people who have made a lot who have paved a lot of ways to make shit happen so a lot of people can feel in a sense free to express themselves and I know there have there are certain black women out there who take it a little too far with you know how they feel about feminine feminine gay men or feminine men in general and trust i'm not one of those black women if i see a man if i see a man dressed well i'm gonna say he dressed well simple as that simple as that no matter what he if you can dress down you can dress down i don't care what the fuck you're wearing but at the end of the day it's one of those things where it's like influence is determined on what you see and a lot I've I've had experience with a lot of gay men who I know who have talked about a lot of the a lot of the influences and the mannerisms they have gotten are from the women in their lives so it's kind of just like in those men who I'm speaking are are black men so it's kind of just like you pretending like I just I'm I'm so speechless like I don't really know what to say like when I watched the video like I just had no words because it really was like 
Like, huh? Like, yeah. and I feel like I don't get the same, like, it, it just isn't right. It's just many, <laughs> even, I feel like even feminine gay men have paved the way for themselves in style, fashion, and media. They have. They've influenced other gay men. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you just completely cutting black women out of it, that's perpetuating white supremacy right there. And that's just, and that's not even a reach. That's literally perpetuating, that's perpetuating white supremacy. Because at the end of the day, when white people would see black women and how they looked in certain ways, what would they say? You're trying to look like a white woman. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. So at the end of the day, like, that's just the simple truth about it. That's perpetuating white supremacy. That is perpetuating the separation and the erasure of somebody in the black community actively. And as somebody who goes through that, who goes through separation and erasure in the black community for you to get online and on the media and say that, and even knowing that the people around you were literally saying, like, I'm for black women, I feel like black women have influenced me a lot, da-da-da-da-da, and you still have, you still say that, that's sad. Because at the end of the day, you don't know the heaviness of what you're saying and how offensive it is to some people. Because at the end of the day, like, people in the comments were even just like, mm. Mm. There's some okay. There's somebody in the comments who said, "As a black gay man, dot dot dot." Thank you, black women. And I think a lot of it is just kind of just like I think mm, 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 mm. there's like there's a lot of, shit. Like like I said before, there's a lot of erasure and just pure belittlement going on in that comment a lot of it was like saying that you're the cult like y'all are the culture like that just kind of diminishes like the whole meaning of culture and that also like I said erases black women from the own personal culture that we've built around our femininity and it's unfortunate because like I said black women have been working for centuries working sweat on sweat dripping down back forehead lip everything to make sure that other women who are and who align with us and who look like us can fully express themselves in a free space yeah. like our counterparts. So it's kind of just like you saying that is unfortunate. And I do use some lingo that are like popular in like femme gay communities and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like it's an exchange. Yeah, we can love each other. It's an exchange. Like that shouldn't. That shouldn't be something that really, oh, God. Like, this This just, like, it's, it's like, stumping me really hard because it's, like, it, like I said, like, it's just purely, that's, like, just actively pushing white supremacy and literally pushing the fact that black women just can't be femmes on their own and they can't be a symbol of femininity within themselves. And that's really unfortunate and that's sad because femininity is more than just soft, girly, da 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 this and that. Like, stop, deep, deep, girl, oh, God, mm-hmm. all that shit. It, femininity is more than that. You don't have to be a woman to have femininity on your side. But at the same time, you have to recognize that everybody has some type of influence of what their femininity is. Everybody has a reference book of what their femininity is. For some gay men, it might be another gay man. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you saying 
But the gay man who you're looking up to, who was their reference book? It might not be another gay man. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you have to take into the account that black women do have influences, influence on a lot of femme gay men in the community because that's who a lot of them saw first. That's who a lot of them saw first. And that doesn't demean anything that has been done in the community. But at the end of the day, like, one of the examples that they brought up was, like, the moon boots and stuff like that, how that started off as, like, a dude thing. Like, that was in, like, a men's section of, like, this, like, shoe website. But I was just like, how does that, how is that a good example? Like, as a woman who wears stuff from, from the men's section, section yeah. it's, it's, one, it do be for fashion because, girl, I put that shit on. Yeah. But also it's kind of just like, as a woman, a lot of the clothes and fashion that is made for us, they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable. They're not really made for comfort. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us decide to venture into the men's section because it's cute and it's comfortable. And then we end up making our own style, stuff like that. Like women who, women who wear mainly men's clothing like streetwear clothing is a lot of like influence from men's styles and stuff like that i can see like i feel like with streetwear i see a lot of like 90s r&b men's style in there very much i see that Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is just in general one they, they was putting that shit on two it's comfortable and three it's black culture. We we're influenced by each other. We do we we if you see some nice shit that you see your your fellow kinfolk wearing, you're just like, "Okay, cool. I want to try that too." And it ends up looking cute. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Yes, that means I have an influence of you, but that doesn't make me any less feminine at the end of the day. I be seeing bitches dressed down like niggas and they got makeup on. Yeah, literally. Like, does that that does that say anything? Like, the example that they mentioned with the moon boots was so null and void. Cause I was just like, at the end of the day, girl. Like, I mean, even like what you just said, I've seen like gay dudes with like fire ass outfits. Yes, like Santana, like like saucy Santana. I think saucy Santana is a bad bitch. Yeah, is a bad bitch. A good boot every day beard very much clean and cut nails on fleek makeup done down haircut crisp as hell whoever be doing his hairline they need a raise crisp as hell and it's like at the end of the day like i don't discredit santana and say oh you're trying to look like a woman no i say i think he looks like a bad bitch because he looks like a bad bitch like simple as that but it's like you discrediting black women and our influence by saying oh yeah we wear men's clothes what a what about gay men who wear feminine and women's clothes yeah i feel like it's 2023 let's just it's exactly like the the concept of influence is more nuanced than he made it seem in that video mm-hmm. and that was kind of sad that he kind of just said that and like thought it was like a period i ate moment because no you, you didn't did not. because it didn't really make sense because like i said like influence is a more nuanced thing these days like a lot of people are dibbling and dabbling into other things and at the end of the day like example have y'all seen men from mm, let's say 60s 70s men in basketball used to wear shorts that were above their knees mid-thigh length these are tall ass niggas with mid-thigh length shorts 
that's kind of that's uh, that's aligned with femininity now these days. It's weird if you see a man with mid thigh length shorts on or shorts that are not even a bit above the knee. Yeah. Or example, in that same era, football niggas used to wear crop tops all the fucking time. That was their until, main thing. Yeah, until y'all yeah. made it weird. Exactly. In this literally during during the days of the Soul Train Prime, it was a regular thing for men to wear bell bottoms, high heeled boots, cute little shirts with the really like um with the with the bell bottom shaped arms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Men used to dress like that. Women also used to dress like that. And they all used to have their fros out. It was a regular thing to see a man who was dressed in your exact style as a woman back in the day. That does not mean, oh, yeah, like, <sighs> black women are so influenced by black men and what we wear. No, mm-hmm. that just means it's black culture. You know, oh, yeah, like, this is something that black people really like wearing. I'm going to wear that, too. You see somebody out looking like that, oh, my God, like, I have the same style. Me, too. I love that. Like, when I see somebody, I'm like, oh, they're, like, influenced by black women. No. Like, I say, oh, yeah, like, I love black culture. I love all, like, the varieties of styles that we have in the community because at the end of the day, like, it's it shows, like, variety. It shows you can dibble and dabble into anything mm-hmm. as a black person and still look unique in your own way. Because, like I said, there are time periods in the black community where black men and black women used to wear the same shit. Used to wear the same shit. Mm -hmm. The same shit. When I see Prince and how he used to dress, I don't think, oh, yeah, he's influenced by black women. I would just say that's a man really in touch with his inner femininity. He put that shit on. Yes, that's a man in touch with his inner femininity and know mm-hmm. how to put that shit on. Mm-hmm. Heeled boots with a nice crop. Je- he ate down. One thing I think about all the time is like, we're going to be dead. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I know it's a little dark, but like, we're like, it's not going to matter in 50 years what the fuck you had on, what you wore. What, like, it's not going to matter because it's not like when you die, it's going to be like, oh, you wore this and da-da-da-da, so this is your consequence. Like, no, I feel like we're all going to die and it's going to be forgotten in, like, 50 years. Like, do whatever because no one's going to remember anyways. Unless this shit is documented and then, you know, yeah. you get bullied, but this yeah. sucks to be you. But <laughs> Really, we, like, there was, we've lived in times as black people where Black men used to have the same hairstyles as black women. Look at fucking Rick James. Rick James was was rocking a jerry curl, braided bangs. He was rocking all that shit. Look at people like Michael Jackson. Also, him and other black women right. were rocking afros. And then when his ha- when he decided to make like when he decided decided that he didn't want his hair to define gravity anymore, obviously. His hair was down. It was curled. Curled. It was nice. Da, 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 da. You have people like Prince, whose hair would be curled, pressed, silk pressed. You have people like Cat Williams. His shit was permed, silk pressed, ate down. Shit was moving. Stiff wear, not there. <laughs> like, there are a lot of things that I just consider as something that's black femininity. Mm-hmm. That's what I consider. Um, I don't consider it as, like, a black women thing or a black men thing. I just align it with black femininity or black masculinity. That's what I that's what I align it with because one, that is a more neutral term to utilize. That's a less harming term to utilize. Mm-hmm. And also it's just kinda like it's including everybody underneath the umbrella because not just women were doing this. Not just men were doing this. Not just black women were using uh blue what is it called? 
Blue Moon. Is that what this is called? Magic. There you go. Not all black, not just black women were using Blue Magic. Shit. Black men were also using Blue shit, Magic. My mom was using that shit on my brother. Exactly. So. It's just like a lot of the products that we use, they're not just for women. Do women be on the front of them? Yes. But men also be using that shit. Shit. Me and my me and my partner, we we be literally using the exact same products. Shit. Every I I be trying to steal some of his too. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like there is there are many things that we share in the black community and one of them is influence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of us are the ones who start them. Some of us are the ones who follow. And you shouldn't shame anybody for following, but you shouldn't discredit somebody for starting. So it's just like you saying that you we mimic, that black women mimic um, femme gay men and what they wear and how they speak and da 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 That's unfortunate because at the end of the day, like, a lot, practically you're also discrediting a lot of other femme gay men, mm-hmm. men's experiences with how they became to be who they are. Like I said, a lot of gay men say that they get their influences from their moms, their aunties, their sisters, their, their whosoever. So you saying that, oh, yeah, like, where the blueprint that kind of discredits other people's other people's experiences with how they came into terms with their femininity and who they learned that from so it's kind of just like be better nobody is saying that oh gay men have no influence no but you are saying that black women practically have no influence that's not fair to us and at the end of the day if we said that about you that wouldn't be fair to you so let's not say it at all (laughs) and let's just be frank and be honest with each other that this is just a ploy of the white man to separate us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Influence is more nuanced than a lot of us think. Influence is just more than, oh, I put on this jacket, now Ja'Kay and want to wear the jacket. Mm-hmm. Or I wear these pair of jeans, now Ja'Kay and want to wear these pair of jeans. Influence is more than that. It's way more than that. And especially on a community level aspect and on a cultural aspect, it's way more nuanced than that. So be better. Because at the end of the day, girl, you can put that shit on. I can put that shit on. He can put that shit on. They can put that shit on. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we can all be wearing the same thing, but feel and look totally different. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, that's all we got for today. Jakea. Go ahead and uh, share that upcoming posting schedule. Okay, so next year we will post on every Sunday morning on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Finally, YouTube, y'all. And um, you can find us on Insta and TikTok at We're Behind the Mic. We're spelled W-E-R-E, Behind the Mic spelled regular, where we will be posting public interviews, behind-the-scenes content, and soon podcast clips. Mm. Kaya, where can we find you on the media? You guys can find me on the media at Ja'Kaya Lachey. I've said it many times, J-A-K-A-Y-A-L-A-S-H-A-E on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find me on Insta at Veronica Sarba, spelled V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-S-A-R-G-B-A-H. And y'all, my birthday is coming up, so <laughs> look out for the post, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we'll see y'all next year. <laughs> Behind the mic. And remember, we can all put that shit on. <laughs> Bye.